Tony Lawson, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today at the new Economic Thinking Conference. Um, You are presenting a paper. Uh, You're looking at economics itself as a discipline. Um, Just talk me through what you're going to say and why. Um, Basically... I'm looking at the responses to the crisis in terms of how the, the economy should change. And mostly the proposals are for different models of different forms of modelling. I think if we really want to um, get a discipline that's uh, capable of ad- addressing what goes on in the economy, we need to go one step further. We need to move beyond economic modelling. By modelling, I, of course, mean mathematical modelling. I think that the problem with the discipline is the emphasis it puts on on mathematics. Um, I think there's a belief that people who are opposed to the emphasis on mathematical modelling take the position they do out of a a set of preferences, their sort of distaste for mathematics, or else they just can't do it. The position that's not heard enough is actually good reasons for not putting the emphasis on mathematics. Uh, mathematics is basically a tool, like a hammer, like a pair of scissors, like whatever, and all these tools are appropriate under some conditions and not others. Mathematics is also a tool. The sort of mathematics economists use are tools, and they're appropriate to some conditions and not others. And I'm going to argue that the sort of conditions we find in social reality, i.e. the nature of the material of social reality, is such that mathematical methods typically are not appropriate to it. And so, therefore, uh, can economics be a science, or is it indeed an art and a social science? I think economics can be a science. I actually think contrary... I, I think the reason... One of the reasons there is such an emphasis on mathematics is that people believe this is the way to be scientific, that mathematics is essential to science. I think, to the contrary, mathematics, when it's inappropriate, gets in the way of a subject attaining the status of science. I think if, if, if there's something common to all the sciences, to natural science and all its successes, it's the move from a puzzling phenomenon to an explanation in terms of causes. It's the move from cows wobbling their heads and falling over, i.e. the symptoms of mad cow's disease, to the prion that gives rise to it. This move from phenomena of one type to the cause, we can do in economics as much as in any other discipline, as much as in the natural sciences. Sociality is structured. There's everyday human practices. Behind the practices, there are causal social structures. So we can start from puzzling phenomena like the crisis, like poverty, like unemployment, whatever we're interested in, and go beneath to the causes. And that move, to the extent it's possible, and I think it is possible in all social theory, renders the subject, social theory in this case, economics in particular, a science. Interestingly, that move from phenomena to its explanation takes us one type of thing to a different type of thing. That's a move that mathematics can never make. It requires typically human endeavour, reasoning by analogy, by metaphor, guesswork, and so on. So, yes, mathematics is not necessary for economics to be a science, and I think in, in a context where mathematics is not appropriate, it actually gets in the way of economics being a science. Should economics change? I know in your paper uh, you quote the philosopher Popper. Um, I do quote Popper, but I quote Popper... Partly because to point out this is the philosopher that economists point to, if they ever point to a philosopher at all. I want to suggest that a broader range of philosophy be brought into economics, and most especially ontology. Now, ontology, I mean the study of being, the nature of structure of reality. And that's 
my basic message is when we use methods, mathematical methods, any methods, we must ask the question, what are the conditions for which they're useful? And then we ask the question, what is the nature of society? And do these two things match? Is society the sort of stuff that mathematics can be used to illuminate? So we need to turn to social ontology, the tradition from Aristotle to modern-day uh, ontologists, many of which are in Cambridge now. Now, as it happens, Popper, at the end of his life, turned increasingly to ontology. His last two, or his last book, which has two parts just before he died, was all about ontology. It's all about the openness of the social system, the nature of propensities in social reality. So, yes, Popper is relevant too. Now, you have spearheaded in Cambridge the, the realist movement for a number of years now. In terms of economics, did you perhaps foresee that economics relying on mathematical models wasn't fit for purpose? Yes. Um, my, my, I should say, the position I take, I regard as a pro, not an anti-mathematics stand. I, in fact, my background is mathematics, and uh, in a sense, I, I have a love for mathematics. For me, it's a bit like using a violin to play the drum. I'm not opposed to the violin, it's just not a drumstick. So the first day I changed from mathematics to economics, I wondered what on earth was going on. I thought the the models that economists banded about were bizarre, silly, really. So yes, right from early on, I thought mathematics was um, not appropriate. But when I started questioning people why they use mathematics, the response was, never really thought about it. This is just the way to do it. Ontology just wasn't there. It was as if a tool, like a hammer, like a chisel, whatever, could be used, whatever the question, whatever the substance. And it's obviously wrong. So I turned to do ontology, and the Realist Workshop is all about ontology. Realism just means there's a world out there we can get to know it. Ontology is obviously bound up with realism. It's asking what is the nature of that world, what is the nature of reality, in this case, what's the nature of social reality. What do you think Keynes would say if he was looking down at this uh, new economic thinking conference today? Because it is of its time, and Keynes himself might have thought or agreed with your theories. Well, yes, there's, there's two topics. There's what's wrong with the economy and what's wrong with academic economics. I think Keynes would have a lot to say on what's wrong with the economy, and a lot of the people here are clearly Keynesian in that sense. But even in the topic that interests me, the, the nature of the academy, Keynes was, would, I think, would agree was a forerunner. In fact, Keynes started as a student. He was invited to join G. Moore's philosophy group, the Disciples, and Moore had an ethical view that in this world the best thing to do is just follow rules of action, like always tell the truth and you'll be right on average or most of the time. Keynes actually argued against that and said, no, it presupposes the world is closed in a particular way. He didn't use the word closed, but he did ontology. And his, um, his doctoral dissertation became a treatise on probability. And the question he asks is, is there a basis for making probabilistic judgments, because he said Moore, Moore was basically using probability theory to say this is the right approach to ethics, morality. And he was basically arguing, no, the world is open. The world is organic. It's not ap- atomistic. Methods of induction, probability, don't work in this world. And the same critique was reproduced later when econometrics was introduced to the subject. He said, no, the world is such that econometric methods aren't particularly appropriate. So, yes, the sort of critique that I'm putting forward today under the heading ontology Keynes was a forerunner. He, he, he made the same basic critique a long time ago. He just didn't use the word ontology. So do you think we're at a crossroads with economics now? Do you think we're rethinking economics, economic theories? And, and would it 
lead us into a new economic future where we understand more realistically, to use your own words of realism? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a realist in many senses, and sen- one sense which I'm a realist, I, I know the world doesn't change just because uh, the right ideas are about. It, it depends on the context of pressure and so on. Certainly the crisis is an, an impulse. Uh, it should push us. It, it's an opportunity, if you like, and clearly people like Cyrus with this conference is responding to that. So it, it's one push in the right direction. I think other factors will push us in that direction too. I mean, the, the world is always there, always pushing us, always showing the models to be wrong, the models always fail in some sense. But another, I think, development, which is at least as important, is that the sort of political economy, the, the relevant sort of economics that I think you know, should be what provides insight, is breaking out departments of business in, in human geography and in, in, even in gender studies and in, in politics departments, in departments other than economics. And, and that's a, a very important force for change. Um, even if nothing else happens, economics departments may just dwindle, become small hubs of math- mathematicians while economics is done elsewhere. But perhaps even economics departments have changed. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not too optimistic. Certainly it's not enough to have the right answer, even supposing what I'm saying has got anything to do with the right answer. The right answer is never enough. It all depends on context, but the crisis will help. What if we had a minimal change in economic theory so that those mathematical uh, economic models are adapted and changed to be more realistic? That would be progress. Well, see, what I'm saying is more radical. I think these models cannot be adapted. They presuppose a world that's different from the world we live in. They presuppose a world of atomistic people or agents, whatever they are, firms, banks, whatever. And to get event regularities, it's a long story, but they have to act in isolation, whereas the whole of social reality is interconnected. So I don't actually think mathematical models, however clever, however sophisticated, however different, will prove to be very appropriate to social illumination. Having said that, I don't want to ban people trying. Um, There may be areas in which mathematics is useful, and of course everything I'm saying may be totally wrong. All knowledge is fallible including everything I'm saying. But what we don't have at present is pluralism. We have gatekeeping. We have mathematics or nothing in economics departments. And it would be a huge step forward to allow people to pursue what they think is best for social illumination. Keep mathematics for those who want to do it, but allow everyone else in too. Tony, that was the most fascinating conversation I've had in a long time. Thank you ever so much indeed for talking to the Judge Business School podcast series today at the new economic thinking conference at King's. You're a flatter. Thank you.